everyone this morning today's class Bhagavad Gita chapter 3 yoga of action topic 4 technique of right action any questions from anyone before we begin So last class, verse 30, gave us the blueprint on how to perform the ideal perfect action. If you follow this technique of right action, then the result is you become more productive in life. And this technique can be used to achieve anything you want materially in the terrestrial world or on the spiritual path to achieve spiritual goals. Such a spiritual in time, such a spiritual development or enlightenment. So, what is this perfect action? What was what is a perfect action? When you perform action, what, how is it a perfect action? From last class. Nilam? Um, is it that the action itself? generates more energy but doesn't dissipate energy perfect action must generate energy not drain and sap your energy should not dissipate meaning waste energy in any way that's part one so how do you do this how do you generate energy while acting how do you do that so that's a perfect action when you're acting you're generating more energy. How do you do this? What is the cause of losing your energy? Everyone's reading the last the verse. Yeah, Dharmesh. The mind and thinking of other things except the action. Yeah, thinking of other things, distraction. What else? Ilham? Thinking about the fruits of the action and the past and the present and future. Sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dynamics. So three disciplines are given out by Lord Krishna for each of the equipments. What are three equipments? Body, mind, and intellect. That's what we use to act. So dynamic action by the body. The term fight was used. It represents dynamic action over the challenges of the world. When you're active, it creates further energy. So the body must keep acting. When you're inactive and you don't use your body, physical body, it destroys your energy. Become lethargic. I'm tired. I've got no energy. Why? Because you have not been using your body. So to generate energy, keep acting. Next, as you all mentioned, the mind. The mind surrenders to a higher ideal beyond your own selfish interest. When you think of yourself, you, you lose energy. When you think of others, you gain energy, power, strength, greater mental stamina. In other words, when you're unselfish. When the mind acts selfishly, the energy level is reduced. And then the intellect, what should the intellect do? Yeah, Damesh? Control the mind and think of the higher. Think of the higher. Highest being the self. The intellect maintains a constant awareness of the self as the source of all actions. 
directs all action towards the goal. And the intellect monitors, constantly monitors the action, remains objective while acting. The mind shifts on another thought, intellect brings it back to the action at hand. I had great trouble doing that this morning. So these are the three ways to act, to generate energy. So three ways of losing energy, as Neela mentioned, worries and attachment of the past. The mind keeps thinking of the past, it keeps jumping, never stays in the present, wasting energy, energy that can be used on whatever action you're performing. It's an exercise, you have to keep, wherever the mind wanders, the intellect brings it back to the present on the task at hand. Mind go, mind craves for the enjoyment of the fruit of the action, anxiety. When will I have enough money to buy this? When will I go on my holiday? Craving for the enjoyment. And thirdly, feverish excitement over the present action. You get excited with what you're doing. This also wastes energy. So this is the formula. This is karma yoga. Any questions on that? And then verse 31, we said, Krishna advises that those who practice this technique of right action, what, did, what happens to them? People, person who practices this technique of right action, what is the result? Dhamesh? Liberation. Liberation, how? Uh, you, you know vastness. Exhaust your vastness. If you follow this technique, you reduce your vastness. And when you reduce your vastness, eventually you get liberated from this world. No more rebirth. But we must practice this teaching with shraddha, faith. When you take on something new, first you may have faith. Maybe this will help me. When it does help you, your personality changes. You now have shraddha. Faith has turned to shraddha. And it is Shraddha that takes you to the goal we have set, not just faith. And then lastly, the mind must not cavil, meaning suspect, doubt the knowledge. That doesn't mean you should not question the knowledge. That's different. What it means is that once you have faith in these words of the Gita or any of these spiritual texts, just follow it. Question for clarification, but have faith that Lord Krishna is guiding me in the right direction. How can Lord Krishna say this? I don't believe it. Prove it to me. You're cavilling. You're questioning his words. Questioning for clarification is different than questioning his words because you don't have faith in them. That's the, that's the difference. Does, does that make sense? Does that make sense, the difference? You have faith in the knowledge. You question it for clarification, for understanding. But you don't question it for its validity. And that's the difference. And this uh, formula for right action is not a universal law. Who's it for? Who is this path of action? Karma yoga meant for? Nilam? Is this someone that has more adjustic tendencies? More adjustic tension, a tendency, yeah. Which makes him a... What does a adjustic person do? Action orientated action. person. A rajasic person is full of action. Tamasic person is not. Intellectual person is a thinker. So this path of action is for an active person, a man of action, which Arjuna was. So if a man of action follows this path, a rajasic person, as you said, this person reduces their vastness and is liberated. 
but all human beings need to take up this path of action to survive in this world. For a devotion person, half of devotion is given to reduce fastness. For an intellectual person, half of knowledge is given to reduce fastness, which is in the later chapters of the Gita. So that's uh, half of action. Any questions? So today's class, verse 32, very interesting. Yevetadabhyasuyanto Nanutishtanti me matam Sarvajnyanavimudam stan Vittinastana chetasaha But those who carp at this teaching of mine and do not practice it, deluded in all knowledge and senseless, know them to be ruined. Those who carp at the teaching of mine and do not practice it, deluded in all knowledge and senseless, know them to be ruined. So, verse 31 said, those who follow this path of action, given in verse 30, with determination and shuddha, without cavilling, criticizing, finding faults with the knowledge, they will exhaust their vasanas and unfold the self. Yeah, it says here, third line, those who learn and apply it in their lives with devotion and determination, exhaust their vasanas, desires, and unfold the self. Unfold, what does that mean, anyone? Unfold the self. Unfold the self. They will exhaust their vastness and unfold the self. What does that mean? We're not moving on until someone answers. Discovers themselves layer by layer with the opening up to the knowledge as such. Okay, Ravi, thank you. Damesh, what did, we, did you say? By removing the vastness, as Rory said, you know, you gain more understanding of yourself and you revel more. You're, you're all right, but how? By following the actions, you remove the vastness. And as you yeah. remove the vastness, you become true to the self and you connect to the self. Okay, how? Let's see if this works. No. So let's put a hand up, but I'm not taking a question. Uh, let's see if this works. Okay. You can all see that? Yeah, someone say yes. Yeah, great. This is the self. We, sh we shared this diagram last, last week and uh, it disappeared. So I've just done this um, just before class. This is the self. And the self enlivens us. It's the source of everything. We are the self. Covered by the vasanas, our nature. Sattvic rajas tamas, our nature. These vasanas is who we are. So the self is covered by vasanas. And these vasanas manifests as thoughts, desires, and action. Body, mind, and intellect. The body acts 
powered either by the mind or the intellect. Now, if you follow these paths of action, path of devotion, path of um, devotion, path of knowledge, you reduce your vasanas. What happens to this circle? What happens? Anyone just shout out. What happens to this circle? It reduces. It becomes one. It reduces slowly. This circle then becomes smaller. Let's see if I can do that. Maybe not. I won't attempt it. This circle becomes smaller and smaller and smaller until it disappears. No vasnas. What's left? Self. So when you reduce your vasanas, you unfold the self, meaning the self manifests in you. And so as you reduce your desires, your vasanas, circle becomes smaller, thinner, until the self is exposed. And as the self is exposed, you start to identify with the self. One percent of the self is exposed, identify with one percent of the self. Ten percent of the self is exposed, you identify with ten percent of the self. And as you keep reducing your vasanas, reducing them, you exhaust all of your vasanas, no more desires, you expose one hundred percent of the self, which means you are now self-realized. So this is what this line means. Reduce your vasanas, unfold the self within. Any questions on that? Did everyone understand that? Did everyone understand that? Any questions? No, it's just a clarification. Yeah. So is it that um, the more we reduce our vasanas, the more that the subtle intellect unfolds, because it's the subtle intellect that helps us to identify. So the subtle intellect is covered. Gross intellect is covered by our ignorance or gross intellect is covered by what then? Because the subtle intellect is covered by our vasanas, right? Gross intellect is our ignorance. Of Brahman. Yeah. Right, so gross intellect understands Brahman better, or? Let's not go there. Okay. Let's not go there. Don't want to confuse the, everyone. At the moment, just take this as example as, as you reduce your vasanas, your desires, the self becomes exposed. It unfolds. Let's leave it as that. Yeah, because it's the self, it's the vasanas that envelopes the self. It's the vastness that keeps you in the world. Any questions? Is everyone clear on that? Ravi, everyone clear? Shilabhan, you all clear? Yeah? Good. Okay. So now in verse 32, Lord Krishna says, those who do not follow this teaching of mind and ignore, criticize this knowledge, who live in ignorance, know them to be ruined. Know them to be ruined. What does this living, what does this ignorance mean? Living in ignorance, what does it mean? What does living in ignorance mean? So, yeah, Nilam? Not having knowledge of the self. Not having knowledge of the self. Living in ignorance means not understanding that this world is the self. This world is Brahman. Those who do not understand is living in ignorance. So what is true knowledge? In this world, what is true knowledge? What is real knowledge? Carol, what is real knowledge, true knowledge? Knowing the self. Knowledge of the self. This is true knowledge, knowledge of the self. All the knowledge in the world stays in the world. 
you're a doctor, solicitor, president, prime minister. This is all in the world. When you get true knowledge of the self, you identify with the self. You understand everything, including this world, is Atman, Brahman, self. And that's it. Later on, we'll understand this world is nothing but an illusion. It is Brahman. But due to our ignorance, lack of knowledge, we fail to see Brahman. Instead, we see the world. This is our ignorance. We see the world instead of Brahman. So those who are living in ignorance do not follow my teaching. They will be doomed, ruined, lost in delusion. Strong words there, Nikisha, strong words. Now, please understand, Krishna is not condemning these people. Yeah, he's just stating the facts. It's like saying, those who do not follow the laws of gravity, they live in ignorance. They will destroy themselves. They will kill themselves. How? Anybody? Dharmesh? If, if you walk off a cliff, you're going to fall. You're going to die. Yeah, gravity. that's the law. See, the law of gravity affects everyone. If you jump out the window from the second floor, you'll be hurt, break your neck. That's the law of gravity, no matter who you are, correct? Yeah? But those that follow my instructions and take the stairs down will be fine. They'll be not hurt. Same thing. That's what Krishna is saying. So, do you want to jump out the window or you want to go down the stairs? Krishna says, walk down the stairs, you'll be fine. You'll be, you'll survive. This is what Krishna is saying. Those who do not listen to what I'm saying will destroy themselves. Any questions? I'm expanding on this verse, even though it's a short verse, because I think there's a lot into it, a lot in it. See, the purpose of life, as we just said, is to reduce our vasanas, become one with the self. When you follow this path, you become peaceful, happy. You're fulfilling your purpose in life as a human being. Until you become one with the self, Brahman. This teaching of Lord Krishna in the Gita, if followed, allows us to do that. But if you don't follow this teaching, then you're not fulfilling your goal. You're not using this life to reduce your vastness. Therefore, you're living in ignorance. Is that clear? Kevin, does that make sense? You're not acting to reduce your vastness, you're living in ignorance. Not only that, you're going to go through life stressed. Unhappy, you're ruined. In other words, you're wasting your life. You need this knowledge to be able to live life peacefully. In the olden days, this knowledge was taught in the Guru Kalas. It was taught in the Guru Kulas schools from a young age. As the child got older, they were, the child was prepared to take on the challenges of the world. But we don't have that privilege. We're not taught in schools. So we have to find the knowledge and learn it. This knowledge, it, it says it's so important. It says that without this knowledge, life is like driving on the motorway without knowing how to steer the car. Imagine driving on a motorway 70 miles an hour, you don't know how to steer. You don't know how to use the steering wheel. What is that gonna, how is that gonna be? Is it gonna take you to your goal? 
Wherever you're going, very difficult. Life will be stressed. If I ask one of you, how, if I ask someone, how are you? If I ask some of you, how are you? I'm so stressed out. Why are you stressed out? Work is so busy. Home is so busy. Life is so busy. I don't have a minute to myself. I'm so stressed. Lack of this knowledge stresses you out. You ask your parents, were you stressed when you were young? What are they going to say? What are they going to say? Uh, stress no meaning so. <laughs> what does the stress mean? They don't even know the meaning of the word, word stress. They did so much, no such thing as stress. Now we do so minimum, we're all stressed out. That's why we need to learn this technique of living. It can only help us in our life. We all suffer in life because we don't know how to navigate in this world. Don't know how to navigate relationships, world. We don't know how to deal with the ups and downs of life. That is half of action. Knowledge educates us how to navigate through life. Things will become easier. There'll be ups and downs for everyone. It's how you deal with it that matters. It doesn't get rid of your ups and downs, but it allows you to deal with when you're down a lot easier, a lot better. You're not down for long. That's the difference. Any questions? So, just a couple of clarifications. You were saying gross knowledge is in the world. Mm -hmm. So, this knowledge is in the world, mm -hmm. but it's subtle knowledge. So this subtle knowledge helps us to helps us to better understand the gross knowledge. Or, but well, because you were saying that um, the knowledge helps me to reduce my vasana. So if I don't have the vasana for knowledge, I have uh, for this knowledge. I have vasana for knowledge that's in the world and I might be very successful, but the, because we don't know what vasanas we've got. I will only be interested in this knowledge if I've got vasana for it. Yeah. So would that mean relatively, I'll never be happy? Is that what you're saying? Because true happiness is in the self mm. and or will it be fluctuating constantly? Okay, who'd like to answer that? If you have, don't have the vasana for this knowledge, you're in the world, you're successful, will you be happy, she said. What did Krishna say? What is the translation of this verse? Nilam, any idea? He says they'll be ruined. <laughs> now, ruined, does that mean happy? Yeah, but that, that's because he, he's, he's, that's just one bit of it, right? Those mm. who can't, this, have this teaching of mine and do mm. not practice it. So I can't practice something I don't know. If I don't have a vasana for this knowledge, you're not going to get I cannot, it. I cannot practice something I don't know. Absolutely. I'm ignorant, I'm ignorant of it. I'm ignorant of it. You don't have a vasana for brain surgery. Can you practice brain surgery? No. S same thing. You don't have a vasana for this knowledge. You yeah. won't come to this. This knowledge won't come to you. You won't understand the value of this knowledge. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that just because I don't know brain surgery, I'll, I'll be ruined. 
So why no. is it that I feel ruined if I don't know this knowledge? Because I don't know it. I can't, because the, the, this, this... I've got, everyone's put their hands up. Hang on, let's have a look. Don't miss. <laughs> you want no true happiness, is, is what we're saying. You, you, you know delusional happiness, which comes and goes, but you'll never know true happiness of knowing the self. That's what, what he's saying. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, I was going to help me out. I was going to say the same thing. I think it's Sita uh, is trying to equate uh, material happiness to spiritual happiness. Um, and there's a difference there, obviously. Mm. See, anything, any worldly happiness is limited. It's temporary. No matter what it is, whatever experience you have, it's temporary. After that experience is over, you'll want a different experience. After that experience is over, you want a different experience. So you first, you, drive, you fly economy, yeah? You want to experience business class. You travel business class. You want to experience first class. After you experience first class, you can't travel business class. After you travel first class, you want your own private jet, yeah? It's all temporary, it's limited. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. And that's relative to you, the person, where they are in life. But once you have knowledge of the self, you understand, you're objective, you understand what this world is. This world is Brahman. I can't take it with me. It's all limited. That's the difference. And if you don't, if you're not in your life cycle where this knowledge, you understand the importance of it, then no one can give it to you. You know, I, 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 um, I ask you all to get your nearest friend to come to this class next Sunday. Let's see how many of them come. What, Bhagavad Gita? What do I need that for? They're not ready for it, they ain't gonna come. Because they're not ready for it. They don't have a vasana for it. So those people are ruined because they're not fulfilling their goal. Birth after birth after birth, death, birth, death, birth, death, they'll carry on. And that's their life. So, okay, she's nodding her head, she means okay. Okay, any other clarifications? Does everyone understand that? Great. Ravi. The blueprint of right action was laid down in verse 30. Those who learn and apply it in their lives with devotion and determination exhaust their vasanas, desires, and unfold the self within. But those who carp at the teaching and do not follow it, I'm sorry, do not follow it, live in ignorance. They are lost in delusion. They bring ruin upon themselves. This is a law. Not a con condemnation by Lord Krishna. It is like stating that transgressors of the law of gravitation destroy themselves. You must learn this technique of action from an early age. In India, it was taught in the past at Gurgulas, spiritual schools, from the age of eight or 10. Then as youths, they entered the world fully prepared to face its challenges to participate in the world without mastery over the technique of living it like driving a busy highway without knowing how to steer. Lack of this knowledge and its application in the world causes all the stress and strain of life, which can and does lead to the ultimate destruction of the individual. In the absence of gurgulas, it is incumbent on the individual to learn the technique of action himself from an early age. The earlier the age, the better his life. Thank you. I said to, I was speaking to one of my friends um, in US, is that he was my neighbor when I was in the boys' hostel living in the ashram. He was my neighbor, senior student, and we were good friends. I was speaking to him uh, in the last few days, and I said, Yes, um, we're taking classes on Sunday. We go about, we get about three verses in. He goes, three verses? How do you manage three verses? He's telling me. 
because in one hour he can only do one verse. So this is how deep some of these verses can be. In one hour, he does only one verse. He doesn't understand how I can do two to three verses. Just to give an idea. So, verse 33. Sadasam sestatesvasyaha prakatarsnanavanapi prakatimyanti bhutani igraha kim karishyati Sadasam sestatesvasyaha prakatarsnanavanapi Prakatimyanti Bhutani Igraha Kim Karishyati. Even a man of knowledge acts in accordance with his own nature. Beings follow their nature. What can restraint do? It's an amazing verse, this. You learn so much from this verse. We can spend a couple of hours just on this verse. What is this verse saying? Anyone? What is this verse saying? Any ideas in a nutshell? What is this verse saying? Every human being acts based on his vastness. This creates his tendencies, his habits, and his nature. Remember, vasanas manifest as thoughts, manifest as desires, which turns into action. Vasanas, thoughts, desires, action. Remember this formula when we take up this verse. Every human being acts based on his vasanas. This is his nature. Expressions of the inherent innate nature, the individual vastness. Every human being expresses his own vastness in the form of physical actions, emotional feelings, intellectual ideas. That is what makes everyone different. So how do you change these vastness? Are you a victim of this? We say we're a victim of our vastness. So what do you do? How do we change this? Can we change this? Any ideas? Can we just accept who we are? What can we do? Any ideas? Interesting, isn't it? A man has health issues. He goes to see his doctor. Doctor, I have breathing problems. My chest hurts when I walk. The doctor examines him. Says, do you smoke? Says, yes, I do. How many a day? 20 a day, doctor. No more, only 20. Well, the doctor says, these health issues you're having is because of your smoking. You need to stop. Is he suddenly going to stop? Why not? Why not? Why can't he stop, Ramesh? He's addicted to the nicotine. Addicted to nicotine. He's, he has smoking vasanas. And therefore, he's addicted to nicotine. Smoking for 30 years, he can't suddenly stop. Even you guys, all of you, you've been doing certain things for so long, you can't suddenly change. This is your habit. You can't tell an alcoholic to stop drinking because it has ruined his life. You can't tell an angry person to stop being angry. These are his tendencies, vastness. They can't stop this. The person cannot stop themselves. Beings follow their nature. 
What can restraint do? How can you stop it? You can't restrain it. It's like telling a mosquito not to bite. Is it gonna stop? Why are you biting all these people causing malaria? A lion not to kill. It's like a rose, you're telling a rose not to give fragrance. That's the nature of a rose. So from this verse, you might be discouraged and think, well, this is the person I am. Yeah, okay, I have some bad habits. I can't change this. Krishna says I can't change this. This isn't true. What this verse is saying is that with knowledge, you can't change your personality. In order to correct yourself, your bad habits, your vastness, you need what? Anyone? Dharmesh, what do you need? Wisdom. Wisdom. What's the difference? What's the difference? Dharmesh, what's the difference? So we go back to the smoker. Yeah. He knows it's bad for you. Mm -hmm. He knows what the consequences are. So now he's going to try and stop. So he's gained wisdom from the knowledge. So even if he gives up one cigarette out of his 20, wisdom has taken place. Okay. Good, 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 good answer. So it's not knowledge that can change. It's the knowledge which when converted to wisdom, very important, knowledge has to be converted to wisdom. Only then you start changing. As Dharma said, the example of the smoker. Didn't he, he didn't know that smoking is bad for him when he went to see the doctor? Did he not know? Hmm? He knows smoking is bad for him, correct? He knows, but he can't do anything about it. But when the doctor tells him all your illness is due to smoking, he then has a choice to think about it. He goes home, I have two kids I have to look after. I'm the only earner in the family. If something happens to me, how will the family cope? He has that not understanding. Then he might say, I must stop smoking. Then slowly the knowledge turns to wisdom. He puts in effort. The key word is effort. He then puts in effort to stop smoking. knowledge that smoking kills he had when he first took out the first cigarette ever the first time he tried a cigarette in his life he had the knowledge because it says on the pack smoking kills so he had that knowledge that smoking kills but he can't stop and he has wisdom so it's not the knowledge that changes your personality, but wisdom. An angry, angry person doesn't know that they're angry. So the knowledge, when you reflect on it, think about it, contemplate on it. Knowledge is then digested. It then metamorphoses, changes to wisdom. Then you act on the knowledge. See the difference? Knowledge, have to, you have to reflect on it, think about it, contemplate on it. Then the knowledge is digested. Then that changes to wisdom. Then you start acting on it. Until you do this, it is just knowledge. You can have great debates. You can advise people. You can take classes, give lectures. But it makes no difference in your own life. You see the difference? So to change knowledge, what you have learned today, to wisdom, what do you do? Anyone? How will you change what we've learned today to wisdom tomorrow? Nilam, you know the answer. What do you have to do? 
reflect upon it. <laughs> when? Um, and I would say also take, uh, for me, take some steps in my life so that I can feel the difference over time. And then, you know, that's what I'd say. Yeah. 5 a.m. in the morning, one hour, read, reflect, think about this class. Now you have started the process of converting knowledge to wisdom. No other way. You keep coming classes, you'll keep gaining knowledge. You'll be able to tell your friends, your family, what to do, what not to do, how to do it, how not to do it, follow the path of action. You know what the problem with you is, your desires. You'll be able to tell everyone everything. <laughs> They'll be saying, wow, this person knows so much. But yourself, you can't control nothing. <laughs> That's the difference with knowledge and wisdom. So the only way to do it is during sattvic time, you need to think about this. Then that process of converting knowledge to wisdom is starting. I'm sorry there's no easy way, but this is the only way I know. So this verse is saying that a person will continue to act based on their nature, even if they gain knowledge. Only if they change the knowledge to wisdom by putting in effort, reflecting in the morning, will they be able to change their nature, their vasanas. So a person, when he picks up a cigarette, knows he's doing wrong, but he can't help himself. What can restraint do? This is what this verse means. So the positive thing from this verse you should take is that you should all be encouraged, all of you, because you know it is in your hands to change for the better. Any areas in your nature that you're not happy about, you don't have to accept who you are. You can change it. Yes, I'm my, I'm, my nature is my vasanas. What can I do? That's, you, can't, you, can't, you can't use that. Now you know what you need to do. I'm an angry person. What can I do? That's my nature. Accept it. No, you can change. We just thought, we just decided, we just uh, discussed how to change it. You can't use the ignorant, ignorance card anymore. You have to put in effort. So Swamiji says, Right now, whatever you are, whatever person you are, is due to your past actions. Correct? Everyone agree with that? Whatever personality, whatever you are, is due to your past actions. You can't change that. But as far as your future is concerned, you're a producer. In other words, in other words, with reference to your present, you are a victim of your past actions. With reference to your future, you are a creator. You can put in whatever effort to change your actions. You can put in effort to change your actions now to create your future. You want to be a brain surgeon? Start studying brain surgery. In the future, you'll be a brain surgeon. Right now, whatever you are, due to your past actions. Future, you are a producer, a creator. You can change it. Put simply, whichever physical condition you're in right now, you can't change the way your body is today. It is the product of all your, all your previous habits. But if you put in effort, you exercise every day, change your eating habits, your body will change in the future. You have the power to change that for the future. This is in your control. So you produce, create the future. So this takes a while. You can't change your vasana's nature overnight.
definition of future is a continuity of the past modified in the present, in a nutshell, that's the formula. Definition of future is a continuity of the past modified in the present. Any questions? Does everyone understand that? Ravi, you understand that? So who's got the power to change the future? Don't say Sharmila, yeah? <laughs> Everyone has their own the power to change themselves if they know how. Emma. Living beings are mere tangible expressions of their inherent and innate nature. The individuals, their individual vasanas. Every human being expresses his own vasana in the form of physical actions, emotional feelings and intellectual ideas. People follow their own nature. External restraints cannot change their basic nature and its expressions. Even a knowledgeable person acts in accordance with his own vasanas. Hence the exasperation in the verse, what can restraint do? Your vasanas will take their own course and manifest themselves in spite of acquisition of knowledge. The above observation seems to imply an almost helpless state for the human being. As such, it has led critics to label this verse as highly pessimistic. If one's inherent nature, that is vasanas, completely determine one's life, then what is the purpose of gaining knowledge? This confusion arises when you do not understand the fundamental difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is what you acquire from an external source. Wisdom is that which you gain through your own efforts in digesting the knowledge received. A guru, spiritual teacher, can give you knowledge but not wisdom. Knowledge loads you with information. Wisdom brings about a transformation of your personality. You gain knowledge through sravana, listening, which includes reading. Undigested knowledge merely weighs down on you like bars of gold on a mule's back. Knowledge remains useless to you until you digest it, assimilate it, make it your own. The process of assimilation is through manana, reflection. By careful thinking, analysis and contemplation, knowledge seeps in. Your personality absor absorbs it. It becomes a part of you. Knowledge then metamorphoses into wisdom. Mere knowledge does not cause you to live those principles in your life. But upon gaining wisdom, you will live it. It automatically translates itself into action. Therefore, there will always be an interim period of time between acquisition of knowledge and gaining of wisdom. During that period, the old vasanas continue their course. No restraint or restriction will change that. Krishna educates you on this truth of life. You ought not to feel delusion when you find no improvement in your behavior, behavior after acquiring knowledge. In fact, once you understand, understand the concept of wisdom, you should never feel discouraged when your spiritual practice does not show immediate results. On the contrary, this ought to inspire your efforts to absorb the knowledge gained and start living it. Ironically, what happens, uh, sorry, ironically, what appears pessimistic actually gives an optimistic boost to the spiritual practitioner. Thank you. There you have it. You can change anything you want. It's all in your hands, if you know how. Any questions? We've, we've done a lot today, a lot to absorb. Damesh, you have a question? 
Shilabin? You look in contemplation. I, I am, I am. Because we know our vasanas, but when we're living with people around us, we're living with collective vasanas. And to deal with somebody else's vasana as well, or to steer yourself from that, I think that's the most difficult task because for instance, if I have this knowledge and I'm, try I'm trying to transform myself, but the person you're living with just says now, oh, because you're doing this, you're just like, you know, not at the next level, but they, they, don't, they don't try and understand and it just makes it more difficult because con when you have conversations, mm. it just, I won't say end up in arguments, but it becomes very difficult mm -hmm. to get through them. Good and idea. that's the most difficult part that we need to, on this journey, is how to, to deal with ourselves and to deal with the people you're living with. Good question. So how can you deal with that? You'll find everyone will find this issue in part in relationships, etc. As well, one partner is studying this subject and um, somehow gaining knowledge, maybe developing. The other partner isn't, and there's sometimes disparity. Absolutely. How can you deal with this? Think about it, everyone. How can you deal with this? See, Gerald and Bijal are together, so they should be fine. They don't have any disparity, not major disparity. Sunil and Anita were listening together, so they have a foundation. <laughs> Many of you are couples studying this. So yeah, but Sheila been saying, then how do I deal with my partner? Or anyone else? Your friends, colleagues, et cetera, et cetera. Dermesh, what do you suggest? Remember the, the couple of verses beforehand where Krishna said, you know, don't try and break their illusion of life because mm. you'll, you'll make the world fall apart. Mm -hmm. So okay. you can show them the knowledge, but as you said, if you don't have the rasana for it, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody else? Anybody else have advice? It actually also goes back to um, putting your happiness in someone else's hands as well. Um, as the knowledge increases within yourself and turns into wisdom, you, you, I will say, you know, where sometimes you say it's an argument. I mean, I have it with family when you're trying to share the knowledge, but as if they're not ready for it, then I wouldn't be agitated about it. But they will see the change within myself by my daily activities. So I'm not worried about what they think because I'm not putting my happiness in their hands, nor am I you know, in control of their thoughts. So yeah. I'm at peace. I'm taking a step back. It's allowing me to, before I react, to, you know, decipher, should I react in this situation? If so, how? So it, mm. it's about ourselves, really. It's not about the other person. Mm. Anyone else? So. I think, um, so Shilavan started to say that we know our vasanas, right? But actually we don't know our vasanas because mm. Um, we might understand our, a little bit of our nature, but when a vasana crops up, mm. we don't know. So um, there's that aspect. But the thing is, is that, yeah, we can only work on ourselves. We cannot work on anybody else's nature. So acceptance is one of those things um, where you understand or try to understand those people around you, what their vasanas might be, and you know, know that actually, you know, nothing you can say or do. Because if if Lord Krishna is saying that you can't just change yourself overnight, how can you think that you're going to be able to change those around you? Yeah. So it's a hard enough task to change yourself. Absolutely. You know, it's a battle on a day-to-day -day basis in every situation. Thank you. So, Nikisha. Um, on the backhand of what um, Vivalanti just said, I think also controlling your expectations of the other people around you and expecting them to understand, I think, yeah. is a, a major one. Very good point, Nikisha. Very good point. See, so, give you an example. You have a five year old child, yeah? 
in one hand you hold a lollipop and one hand you hold a 50 pound note what will the child go for Shilabin, what will the child go for the lollipop okay but you explain to the child this 50 pound can buy 50 lollipops what will the child go for still the lollipop because it's there because the child doesn't understand 50 lolly 50 pound this piece of paper can buy 50 lollipops now how can you educate that child you cannot yeah. same thing and you won't try to educate you just say here take the lollipop and you'll smile and say yeah the understanding is limited for now as they get older they'll understand the value of that 50 pounds but right now they're happy with the lollipop let them be so similarly, you have to have this understanding that your path is taking this route, you're developing spiritually, you're, you're, under, you have, you're gaining greater knowledge, okay? But this is your path and your path alone. Yeah. The only way you can even expect someone to change slightly is by um, acting yourself and lead by example. They may or may not take it, but that's not your concern. Yeah. You have to lead by example, develop yourself, do whatever is needed to, to be done for yourself. And if they follow, they follow, if they don't, that isn't your concern. The spiritual path is a lonely path. You know, when you go to Chardam, the path is very narrow. Only one person can go at a time. You can't take your partner with you side by side because it's not, it's not wide enough. Because the spiritual path is a narrow path made for an individual only. Every, every person has to walk that path alone. No matter what you say, how you say it, it's not going to make a difference. Even if you give them the knowledge, it's not going to make a difference. So you have to stop worrying about other people. Develop yourself. Have an understanding that... Everyone has their vasanas. They will act based on their vasanas, as we said today. I can't change it. And they are where they are. And you appreciate that. You accept that. And that's how you move on. Don't have any expectations. Problem is you're having expectations. And never expect them to live by your values. Never mistake. You have your own values and you live by them. Let everyone else to have their own values. Kill. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's all down to our expectations that we have of others. Um, we're expecting someone to act according outside their nature, according to what we want them to. It's We wouldn't do that with a lion, right? We wouldn't expect a lion to allow us to go and pet the lion. So Absolutely. why would we let someone else you know, have that expectation of someone else? This is a common problem, you know, in the ashram. So many uh, young students come there and they stay at the ashram. Parents can't understand it. You guys are brainwashing them. Uh, we want to come and take our child away because the child has made a decision to stay there. Child is 21 years old. Parents can't understand it. What are you doing to, the, to my child? Seriously. Now, what do you do? The child has made a decision to stay in the ashram and learn this subject, but the parents are against it. And they're the adults. So this is how it is. Those who have a vasana for it will follow the path. Those who don't, won't. You have been coming to these classes for how many years? Your partner, your family members haven't. How can you expect them to have the same values as you? You cannot. This is something you have to accept. But you understand where they are. You understand how they are. You have sympathy. Kibble. Do you think you can relate this to sort of our attachment as well? Is it is it, for example, like we want those that are around us and those that like our family and the ones we love that we want them to progress as well because we have that attachment to them and we see that they are not, or maybe we see the changes in ourselves and we don't see changes in them. And that's probably why we feel mm. like that. No, I, you want to share. See, so when there's something good, you want to share it. Okay. My own two children are not in this class. My son edits the program. He doesn't listen to it. But I don't force them to come to the class. 
they've all been to classes, don't get me wrong. They've been to class, they've been to the ashram, but I don't force them to come to this class. They have to follow their path, whatever that may, that is. You have to respect that. But the problem is we want to share it. Ah, oh, this is so good. Let me share it with... Uh, Especially if you won the lottery and you say, hey, I want to share this, everyone will be there. Where's my share? <laughs> because that's what they understand. <laughs> you want to share you know, this knowledge? They don't want to understand because they don't understand what is this nonsense. <laughs> the values are different. <laughs> that's the problem. So, Shilabin, don't worry about it. You, follow, you carry on developing. People around you, you don't not ignore them, but you understand that this is who they are, this is where they are. And um, you don't need to share it because if they're not ready to it, how can you share it? Just follow by example. Great, okay. It's like flying my own plane. Sorry? Flying my own fly, my plane. Yeah. <laughs> You're on a solo plane, yeah? You can't take anyone with you. Okay. Yep. Hope you enjoyed today's class. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, next week's bank holiday weekend. Uh, we won't be having class because a lot of you will have plans. Um, so we'll um, give it a miss, give everyone a rest. So but do listen to class next Sunday if you have time. Do read. You know, keep into the practice of it. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Okay.